Hello gamers, welcome back to the second episode of the Rambling Gamers podcast. I'm Adam and I am joined by Matt. How are you, Matt? What's good? What's good? <laughs> what's good? Video games are good. That's what's good. Hell yeah. So we're going to run through some video game news of the past week. And first up, we're going to talk about the Xbox acquirement of Bethesda which in a recent interview with Phil Spencer, he was asked if he thinks that the they'll be able to recoup the money that they spent on the company um, without having the games be released on PlayStation as well. And he said that the deal wasn't done to take games away from other players. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to go play games. But I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that you had. When I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had, and we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass in our console base, I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us, whatever that means. And that was a direct quote from, the, from Phil Spencer in his interview with Kotaku. So, uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, he's... Not really. And that's just a, a roundabout way to not answer a question. Is <laughs> yeah. to like give a bunch of money. And like we don't know the finances of, of Microsoft. Obviously they're huge. They're bigger than Sony. They can go ahead and drop seven and a half billion on a gaming or a, basically a company that owns like seven gaming studios. And that seven and a half billion is like a quarter of Sony's entire valuation. So they clearly have the money um i don't know i don't really know what to think of it he just uh, he's not answering the question it's going to be interesting to see if future titles come out on playstation because we obviously know that he said he's going to honor the the commitments that they already have so like death loop and what what's that other one called ghostwire tokyo i think are both mm-hmm. going to come out on playstation still um i don't know so it's, it's kind of a weird play because you I don't know what do you think about it i guess um i mean like as a consumer it's kind of kind of sucks that like if i get a playstation next gen i won't be able to play new bethesda titles but here's what i'm thinking and this isn't based on anything what if they were to still do like the really big titles like the fallout and the elder scrolls like multi-platform uh but then because bethesda has I... other other yeah. studios that are making like smaller games, games like Deathloop, like they could have them make more of those games be Xbox exclusive. I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, I don't know. It's just weird because like, well, I, basically exclusives are what sell consoles. I think for the most part, we can say that obviously Game Pass is a hell of a deal. Um, and not all of those games are necessarily console exclusive, but for like $15 a month or whatever, you can play hundreds of games. That's sweet. But mm-hmm. I feel like what people really care about, and you can tell kind of from the sales of the consoles pretty much since they've been going head-to-head, that PlayStation has the better exclusives. It just, you know, it it is how it is. Yeah. Not trying to start console wars or anything like that, but they, like when when you're having studios like Naughty Dog put out bangers, Insomniac is putting out bangers, Santa Monica Studios <laughs> putting out bangers, like... It, like it's hard to compete, and I I think Microsoft has done as about as good as you can with how well PlayStation did. 
in their last mm-hmm. generation. So in saying that exclusive sell consoles, it wouldn't make like I guess one thing that confuses me, if they were gonna buy Zenimax, who owns Bethesda, for seven point five billion dollars, why on earth wouldn't you make them exclusive? Because at that point you might as well just say, Hey, we'll give you here's this lump sum of money that's less than seven and a half billion and all of your future games are gonna come out on Game Pass first day but you can release them on other consoles as well for like $70 mm-hmm. and they wouldn't have had to spend the, the 7.5 billion, you know, that's true. It, it kind of like a different form of like timed exclusivity. Mm-hmm. So I, I, Xbox all, needs the exclusive. Yeah, go ahead. Next gen. Mm-hmm. They so really having... do. And I, it would also, you're good. <laughs> having like elder Scrolls and fallout be exclusive titles. Uh, definitely going to get people to buy at least the $300 cheaper model so they could play those games. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm looking at. But another thing, too, is that, like, if those games are going to be exclusive, why on earth wouldn't you just say it? Because mm-hmm. what's, that's going to that's gonna persuade people. Like, if they were to come out and say, hey, but that's the games, other than the ones that PlayStation already has a deal with, they're all going to come out on Xbox for the for as the near future i would be like i would go out and buy an xbox like as soon as i could mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah like but as of right now like i don't know it, it just doesn't make any sense like like they're they're kind of doing two moves that like why would you spend seven and a half billion and not make them exclusive but if they're gonna be exclusive why on earth wouldn't you announce it what kind of, which kind of leads me to believe that there are going to be certain games that are just going to come out on game pass day one and some games mm-hmm. that you, that like you're they're gonna come out on Game Pass, and you need to, or if you're on PlayStation, you need to pay like seventy dollars for. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. So, what are all the the franchises of Bethesda? Cause I got Elder Scrolls and Fallout, and they're mm-hmm. they're doing the new Doom games. Yeah, and then they also have Dishon- the Dishonored games. Um, oh, I didn't. Know I think Arcane. Up. Yeah, Arcane Studios makes those. They're the ones who are making Deathloop. Um, mm-hmm. Deathloop looks sweet. It does. Yeah, that's for sure going to be... Uh, it's, it sucks that I'm only probably going to have a PlayStation when that comes out. but uh, So I'm going to have to pay 70 bucks for it. But I guess I'd have to wait a long time anyways because they have that deal with them. Um, but Wolfenstein is another one. Mm-hmm. And then the, probably my most look forward to... One of my most look forward to games next gen is starfield that like new one that they're coming out with because i'm a huge huge space nerd Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's going to be like space uh, i mean my guess is just going to be space elder scrolls um because i mean personally not a huge fan of the elder scrolls games not that I, i don't know it just doesn't interest me a whole lot but the fact that if I'm only a PlayStation owner, I might not get to play another Doom game is really sad. So I'm going to have to buy an <laughs> Xbox because the Doom games are so good. Mm-hmm. Well, they have uh, like Switch ports of those. I wonder if Microsoft would keep releasing some games on Nintendo consoles because they seem to have a pretty good relationship right yeah. now. Yeah, they might. I don't know, but I, if... It, if Doom is going to be 15, like what they're doing by by me sitting here complaining about having to buy an Xbox, that's exactly what they want, though. They want me mm-hmm. to they want their first party lineup to be 
good enough for people to go out and buy an Xbox. And PlayStation has been doing it for years. I guess my only complaint with it compared to PlayStation is like some of their best studios have pretty much always been PlayStation studios. Like if you're an Xbox fan, like you've never played a Crash Bandicoot game. So the fact that like Naughty Dog is only making PlayStation games, you can't really be too upset about that because if you wanted to play their games bad enough at this point you should have bought a playstation but that's just been making games for all consoles and it's kind of just like being ripped out of playstation people's fans and it's not like that big of a deal in all honesty it's just it's just how 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 it goes but Mm -hmm. i can see why people are mad about this um I, i'm just personally not i think it's i think it's good all around i think we're gonna get some solid games from both sides this gen and i mean microsoft they have the the very cheap like entry level console the 300 dollar uh like digital only one which like yeah. really really makes you consider it even if there's only like two or three games like bethesda games that you want to play it's just like it's affordable yeah, and then like I'm I'm a FIFA fan too. So like now that EA Play is part of Game Pass, that's awesome. Yeah, I could just I could get the new FIFA every year, even though there's not a big difference between each one. And I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done it anyways. But now if I have an Xbox and Game Pass, I can do that for like no additional cost, mm-hmm. which is cool. So, is is Deathloop a launch game? No, they. It was supposed to be, I think, but they delayed it to or launch window title. It was supposed to be, but they delayed it to quarter two of next year. So, uh, sometime, what is that? April, May, yeah, June, somewhere in there. As long as it doesn't get delayed again. Okay, so it's still like a launch window. Yeah. I I kind of consider that like, if it's releasing within like the first six months, it's not like a launch game, but it's like a launch like window. It's still mm-hmm. what you need to look at. Yeah, I normally just say I think the first year is what's really important. Mhm. So, what are they coming out day 1? Let's talk Xbox about that. Let's let's talk about let's talk about both ah, of them. Okay. I see what you're doing. Okay. Um let me just pull up that that page we got. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're both looking at the GameSpot article, correct? Yes. Gotcha. You want to look at Xbox right. or PlayStation? Let's look at we'll PlayStation. go with we'll go with about? Xbox. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, PlayStation works. That's fine. Nope, that's I'm on Xbox now. All right, that works. So, <laughs> no first party titles. Yeah, the Halo Infinite was the least, big one. And I should say, I, yeah, I should say new first-party titles because Gear Five, Gears Five, and Gears Tactics are are first-party, but mm-hmm. old games. Yeah, but yeah, the Halo was supposed to be their big launch title, and they pushed it back. Yeah. But I guess that's what people wanted. They wanted them to do it right <laughs> and not just have it out just to be a launch title. Yeah, uh, it definitely looks like it was the right call. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. launch titles are important, but these consoles' lifespan is like seven years. It's not that big of a deal. Xbox is going to be fine without it, but it, mm-hmm. it is a bummer to people who were looking forward to that this winter. But it's looking kind of weak. Yeah, a lot of them are games that are also on the it's PlayStation. Weak. I'm looking at like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, Tetris Effect. Yep. That's an exclusive. 
Can't get that on PlayStation. I don't think so. No, that's that's not exclusive. I don't think. I'm pretty sure that's. I think that's already on PlayStation. Oh really? I I could be wrong. F fact check us if we're wrong. Head over to at Gamers Ramblin on Twitter and <laughs> tweet at us if that's wrong. Okay. Fact check you right now. Um. Go for it. I'll keep talking about. So I'm gonna look at games coming to Xbox Series X at around launch because I think that's a a better way to look at it. The medium looks really cool. Uh, not 100% sure what it's gonna be, but the fact that you have two worlds kind of loaded at once looks interesting. Uh, I know Immortals Phoenix Rising, Phoenix Rising, however you pronounce that. I know that was getting some pretty good. I saw a review about it today, and. They said it was fun, so that's exciting. Uh, the COD, the new COD kind of looks... It looks like COD. It's not... For me, it's not exciting anymore. Everwild, I think, is a first-party uh, title. That looks pretty cool. Um, that's about it. I would say, like, in terms of first year of announced games, PlayStation's definitely got a leg up on them at the moment. Oh, for sure. And an uh, update... You were right. It's on PlayStation right now. Okay. I, I would imagine it's also on Xbox right now, too, if mm -hmm. it's a last-gen game. But, um, yeah, there's... Uh, in all honesty, there's just not a whole lot of, to talk about with Xbox Series X at launch, which is unfortunate, but they'll definitely turn it around, especially with Bethesda. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> like, they, sure. they would have two, like, first... They, they probably would have two first-year... Uh, Bethesda games if they didn't already have the deal with PlayStation. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> uh, but the PS5 launch games, man. PS5. Demon Souls remake. That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. That's awesome. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to interject right here. I know we talked about this last episode. I see a bunch of haters coming on here on Twitter going, "It's going to only be a 15-hour DLC that you need to pay $50 for." Get out of here. That game is going to be amazing and we all know it. That's going to be so much fun to play as Miles. So excited for that game. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, Miles Morales looks like a lot of fun. But I'm also looking at Sackboy, a big adventure. Which I don't know if you've ever played uh, Mario 3D World on the Wii U, but uh, it, it looks pretty similar to that. But I really enjoyed that game, so I'd imagine Sackboy: A Big Adventure would be pretty fun. Yeah, I enjoyed the Little Big Planet games uh, when I was a kid. Like one and two are like some of my favorite games ever. But mm -hmm. um, Sackboy: A Big Adventure is definitely not a day one buy for me. Um, exciting for people though who. I've been looking forward to a little big planet title because we haven't gotten a good one in a while. Other than what they had the they had like the they stuck them in go karts. Oh yeah, they had a yeah. go kart game. <laughs> but other than that, it was Little Big Planet three, which came out right at the beginning of the PS4. So. Mm hmm. And that I played that one on the PS3 actually, so it kind of was like right around yep. this time where games were releasing on both consoles, which mm -hmm. I I'm not a fan of when they do that honestly. No. No, I think like, for some titles it's fine. Uh, I'm really bummed that PlayStation kind of went back on their word about it, though. If you're coming out with a new console, you just kind of need to commit to it. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm not, like, obviously you and I don't know anything. The, like, the first thing about developing games, 
mm. but it would make sense that there are certain features that could have been in the game, but it's kind of being held back. And one that sticks out to me is I know people had talked about in Horizon Zero Dawn how there are certain ones, there are certain like machines you can ride, um, mm-hmm. but the bird isn't one of them because the bird moves too fast and the PlayStation 4 couldn't load the world. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard. So you would presume that uh, with the SSD and the PS5, that could potentially be a possibility. But now that's coming out on the PlayStation 4, it's pretty much a guarantee that it's not going to happen. And that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this. Uh... Oh, yeah, PlayStation has definitely got the better launch lineup. And then that PlayStation Collection which is super cool for people like there aren't a whole lot of games on there that I'm super interested in mainly because I've played all the ones I'm interested in. Um, now, but that's this... super exciting for people who might be just buying one. Now, how does the PlayStation plus collection work? Is it tied in with PlayStation plus and you just have access to those games or is it? Like yes, separate... but you need to, you need to have a PlayStation five. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, you don't have to pay any extra fee. As long as you're paying for PlayStation Plus, it's good to go. Cool. Sick. All 15 of those games look pretty sick. Uh, you're, game- you're cutting in and out. You're roboting. Crap. Is it better? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were saying all 16 games look. So you, if you just want to pick up from there, it'll sound natural. Yeah, no, all the games on the uh, the PlayStation Plus collection are, like, big games. Like, that's definitely would make the service worth it, especially for someone like me who didn't have a PS4 and missed out on a lot of these games. Like, I'm looking at Persona 5, Resident Evil 7, um, Trip Become Human, which I did play, but I would love to play it again. Mm-hmm. Bloodborne, man. So yeah, God of War. You skipped over God of God War. Of War. Well, I didn't play any of the old God of Wars either. So neither neither did I. As a little young forum, but mm-hmm. does it connect in any way? Um, kind of. Without like spoiling anything. If I, if I were you, I would just look up on YouTube like what to know before God of War four. Um, okay, but. That's pretty much what I did. I already kind of had somewhat of an understanding of it, but honestly, even if you aren't paying attention to the story at all, which you definitely should, the game's just a hell of a lot of fun to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the combat's amazing. Yeah. The the dialogue between uh, Kratos and Atreus is cool. It's fun. Six six six. So you played that recently, right? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. What else have you been playing recently? Uh, what? I'll, like I talked about last episode, just kind of finished Hades up. Mm-hmm. Um, I started Ghost of Tsushima, but I like not enough to give like an opinion on it. I literally only got through like the intro. Yeah. See, I've been. But... I'm almost at the end of Celeste. I've been powering through that game. Is it fun? It it is fun. The gameplay is a lot of fun. Uh, but I have decided I'm not going to go for 100% in that game because that just seems that's where a lot of the like frustration would come from. Yeah, I, I'm kind of over 
I've never been into 100%ing. The only game I've ever platinumed is Spider-Man. Um, but if I don't, like, if I'm sitting there going, like, dreading 100%ing it, I'm not going to do it because yeah. I'm just not, I'm just going to hate the game. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, I was already doing all that stuff anyways because I was having so much fun with that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also recently played a game called The Immortal on NES. Okay. I actually wasn't the one playing it. was my roommate, Niall, was playing it. But I was... <laughs> Uh, we were assisting because that game is like impossible if you don't know what you're doing. Um, okay. The, this game is crazy. So you're a wizard in like a castle and you walk in and there's there is like another wizard who is there named Dundrick and you have to find him in the castle somewhere. Um, and there is. It, it's just so cryptic and like what you have to do, like. So you get an item that's an amulet. And, and then if you look at the amulet in your items, it's like, do you want to read like the encryption on the back? And if you say yes, it just kills you. And you go back to the beginning of the game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and wait, was he playing it on the NES or like the Switch? Uh, the Switch the NES. online NES. So, I mean, he was able to go back and like not, <laughs> not do the whole game. Not read it. <laughs> Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just kind of one of those games where where you go through it and you learn as you go, and every time you die, you like learn something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's uh there's a ring that you get by defeating an enemy at like the beginning of the game. Uh, and mm-hmm. we we discovered that Niall would not have been able to beat the game because he didn't pick up that ring. Oh. So he stopped playing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's classic with those types of games man it's just like at that point you pretty much beat it <laughs> that's how i look at it yeah. look up the final cutscene and you're good to go oh yeah but speaking of difficult nes games uh today i saw that nintendo announced that they're, they're doing an anniversary release of the first fire emblem game on the nes which hasn't been released outside of japan i did see that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I know about Fire Emblem is um, they take up about 80% of the Smash characters. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely the uh, meme. There are a lot of them. Um, but, I mean, Fire Emblem does have a long history with Smash. Uh, um, what the fuck was I going to say? So, in Melee, Melee had two Fire Emblem characters before Fire Emblem had even started to be localized out to the West. And it's kind of like the interest in those characters is what made Nintendo decide to start releasing the games in America. Okay, so was that the one on GameCube? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this. Okay, so they've been around for like 20 plus years almost. Yeah, so this was the, the very the first game in the series and before they started localizing the games. But now. They're releasing, they translated it into English, and they're releasing it in America, finally. I mean, they they did do... About time! (laughs) Well, they did do a, like, remake of it on the DS that I had actually played, but I never beat, because it's a really hard game. Um... What kind, what type of game is it? I have literally no idea. It's like a, like a strategy RPG. It's like top like you have like your units you know your people and then you you like, okay. like each, each of them has like a different weapon and can only move like a certain amount of spaces and you move them and they attack 
and uh, a characteristic of the old Fire Emblem games is if a character dies, they stay dead the whole game. Okay, I've I've heard of. I'm pretty sure. Once again, correct me if I'm wrong at Twitter at uh, Gamers Ramblin. Um, I'm pretty sure Fable's like that, and Mass Effect as well, where like where like your crew's kind of walking around, and you get to pick your crew, but if they get RKO'd, they're done. You got to pick another crew member, mm-hmm. which is cool. Which is very frustrating. But in the newer games, they give you an option to not play that way. Which is nice. Oh. Gotta play it classic. That's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. But uh, people are mad about this release because Nintendo said that it's only going to be available for a limited time. What? Are you like Yeah. (laughs) Like the... Like the the Mario. So it's a digital game. It's $6 on the the shop. Uh, But... Okay. There's also a, like, like limited edition like deluxe edition that comes with like a poster Uh and like a replica of like the original like case and like an art book and stuff and like i was like oh at first i thought that is what was like a limited release which makes sense like i don't know why people would be mad that there's like like a collector's edition that only be available for a limited time but no they're just straight up gonna like pull this game from the store like uh like on whatever day are they are they like going out of are they like going out of business or like on the on those days? I don't know, dude. Like, what's what's their deal with that? They, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's like a special anniversary edition. It's like, but why would they put in all the work to translate that game into English and then only have it be available for like however long? I think it's like six months. See, I've already told you my theory on it. I'll let our viewers know. My thing is, I think they know with the pandemic right now that people don't have a whole lot of money so they're going hey this cool game is coming out during the pandemic and people would be like oh cool i can't wait to get that when i like get my job back but they're gonna be like no we're taking it away so you kind of are like forced into a purchase if you want to play it that's my personal conspiracy theory it probably has nothing to do with that there's probably deeper business decisions that go into it but me being like the level one gaming podcaster there is that's what i think's going on and with the mario collection uh, i know a lot of people think that they're going to release those games separately on the switch like you can buy them individually but like as like an anniversary like special it's just like a limited run of like a cartridge which all with all three games on it which i mean okay that that kind of makes sense with like how they're yeah that makes a lot more sense but i mean if they're putting this game for six dollars digitally that they put work in to translate it i don't understand why they would want to take it off because it's just like i just feel like in the long run it'd just be like a little more money for them to like leave it up yeah so with that with the super mario 3d all-stars um were they gonna sell them individually for sixty dollars for sixty dollars each? No, probably not. Yeah, like, <laughs> but if so, it would be less than that. Yeah, but I don't know what they'd be able to get away with because Super Mario sixty four you could buy on like the Wii and the Wii U, and that was only like eight dollars. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And then I'm pretty sure on the Wii U you could buy Mario Galaxy in the store, and that was only like twenty dollars. So then. 
Like, I don't know how much would they charge for Sunshine, like $30? <laughs> what? No. Yeah. Sunshine's free. They'll give Sunshine out for free to anyone who will take it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just don't understand how, like, the pricing would work, because yeah. you'd think that, like, buying all three of them together would be less expensive. But maybe not for like the physical copy of it. So I like maybe. I do I just don't yeah know. that's a, that's a, it's really one it's it really because I guess what I was thinking if they're gonna take them all out they put the time into each one of them you'd think of it as like oh here's a new game given it's not like they're not full remasters so mm-hmm. they they definitely couldn't get away with charging sixty I mean it's Nintendo people are gonna buy it they or they might just buy the one game that they want that's true because like what if you only want to play what if you, you just the only game you weren't able to play is like the old one, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's just like, I mean, I bought it. I had fun with it, but it's like if they're going to sell it individually, I don't understand how the pricing is going to work because they like, I promise you, because like Mario 64 was only like eight dollars previously on their store, they're not going to get away with selling it for like any more than that. Like, I think you're underestimating how much people I feel like of of like the three big gaming companies, Nintendo's able to get away with the most. Yeah, but I'm saying if they were to like turn around and sell it for like fifteen dollars like, and it's the same game with like no improvements. Like it's like it's a true it's a digital copy. I, I, no I, would, I think that's likely. That they would do that? That's likely I feel like that's I feel like that's likely, I, yeah. I think it's because think, think about it like this: if if PlayStation Five or just Sony were to be like, "Hey, we're we're gonna have Blue Point remake Demon Souls," but instead of remaking it, it was essentially just a port, and they're like, "Hey, this is gonna cost sixty bucks," people would lose their mind over that. Mm-hmm. But if Nintendo, like Nintendo, basically just did that with these three games, given they're all tied in together, so you're not you're essentially paying twenty dollars for those games. Yeah. I feel like they could get away with like a $15, like you're getting a $5 discount on each game, essentially. I feel mm-hmm. like, and then you can pick and choose the ones you want. So the people who are like, I don't want to play Super Mario Sunshine because I have a brain. They're going to be like, okay, cool. I get to get, I get to play Mario 64 and Mario Galaxy for 30 bucks. And I don't ever have to look at Sunshine or pay an extra $30. But do you think they would charge the same for all three games? Because I feel like, They'd kind of stagger it. Like Galaxy would be worth more than Sunshine because it's like a, it's a newer game. Yeah, but I, I, I that would make sense, and that is probably likely. Because in, I guess in my head, they would do uh-huh. it like like sixty four would be ten dollars, Sunshine would be twenty dollars, and then Galaxy would be thirty dollars. I, I like yeah that that would make sense, but I guess the big thing is of those games. Which one is the most iconic and the hardest to get your hands on? That would be Mario 64. Well, Mario Mario Sunshine's rare too. Yeah, but there's probably like like you grew up, you of those games, you probably if I had to guess, you probably played Sunshine first. Am I correct in saying that? Yes. Because that's when you were growing up, mm-hmm. and that like you had a GameCube, and that's what it was on. There's probably a, a lot of other people who are your age or even younger who are like, I never got to play Mario 64. I own both a GameCube and a Wii. I can play Sunshine and 
Galaxy whenever I want, mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay thirty dollars for sixty four. But then again, like you said, if it was eight dollars on the Wii, like I don't know. It'll be interesting if they decide to do it. Yeah. What were we even talking about? We were talking about <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why they call us the rambling gamers yep, folks yep. at gamers rambling on twitter rambling. was rambling gamers taken you know i think i might try and change that <laughs> i don't think it even gave me the option what do you mean like when i was making the account it didn't even ask me what i wanted the at to be it just made it gamers rambling yeah <laughs> I think so. Maybe I was clicking through it so fast I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the most likely. I was at work when I was doing it, so. I mean, it's it's funny. I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's just hard to say. Like, I, I literally just went off. That's why they call us Ramblin' Gamers. At us at Game and Ramblin'. <laughs> it's, like, tough to say. So, did you catch any of the AOC stream on Twitch? Uh no. I <laughs> um no, I didn't. It's it's super cool that it it's it's a way to like in voting of I don't want to get too political. Voting's important in this country. Cool to see that she's encouraging people to vote in a way that young people are gonna see. So that's cool, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. I turned it on, I saw it pop up and I turned it on for like ten seconds and all I saw was just like some guy explaining to her how to like open the game on her desktop. I that's I saw this tweet from Jeff Grubb and he said something along the lines of it's the like you can tell that they're PC gamers because they spent they have like seven thousand dollar rigs to play a game that can be run on a phone. And I was like <laughs> that, that's so true. Oh man, dude, I I love Among Us. I'm just playing it all the time. Like I have like a few minutes downtime during the day. I just pull it up and play a match. I. It's fun. I 100% agree that, like, it's a shame, honestly, that it came out in 2018, technically. So it's probably mm-hmm. not going to be nominated for Game of the Year, but <laughs> it's definitely, like, it's kind of taken the the streaming and just gaming world in general mm-hmm. by storm with its accessibility. Well, the Game Awards actually have a new award that's, like, continued excellence in gaming. So a lot of, like, like MMOs and like multiplayer games will be like nominated if they're still like really relevant during the year. That's cool. So I, I don't know if you could say say Among Us is continued <laughs> excellence. They <laughs> kind of just got there. Yeah. But it's just it's just like a basic but, game, but do people love it? It's fun. Yeah, I mean, also you shouldn't take your your gaming opinions and just base it off of the video game awards. Like that game's sweet. It doesn't need to win an award to be sweet. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like anything, like the Oscars or the Grammys. Like, it's mm-hmm. the, yeah. But I mean, the game awards are still fun to watch. Oh yeah, we're, yeah, we'll be watching them. But I think we just won't base our opinions off of what they have to say. Hmm. But speaking of movies, dude, the Uncharted movies coming out next year. Just finished filming. Okay, so I've been kind of paying attention to this saga for a while, because I don't know if you know this, but they were supposed to make a movie like five plus years ago. Mm-hmm. And do you know who's going to be Nathan Drake then? No, I don't. Mark Wahlberg. What? Okay. 
and get this get, he's in the new movie you know that right no I, I don't know anything yeah he's playing sully like the old guy they, so, so he they, went they took too long to make the movie and now he's playing an older yeah, I character i don't know if that's the reason why uh if i had to guess just like at that point like that i guess video game movies were kind of a thing but i feel like they're becoming more prevalent just with gaming becoming bigger mm -hmm. um but yeah, so we were going to see um, a Mark Wahlberg, Nathan Drake, Uncharted movie, which would have been pretty cool. He's a good actor. Um, but I mean, he's still going to be in the movie as Sully, which is sweet. Uh, I just don't think it's based on a game, is my understanding. It's based on the, the franchise, but it's going to be a younger Nathan Drake, which is why Tom Holland, he gets to kind of like grow with the role as they're making like their Uncharted universe or whatever you want to call it. That makes sense. I know a lot of people say... Tom Holland's too young to play Nathan Drake, but I mean, if that's what they're going for, he were. I like him as an actor. Mm hmm. He's awesome. I I like him too. The Spider Man movies are cool. He's he's awesome. Big. I'm excited for the movie. Okay. Okay. Did I'll you see, see the the picture of him though? I did see the picture of him. I also saw the picture of him with the really small face. Okay, so it's Nathan Drake wears a half tuck. Okay, he tucks in a shirt halfway. Uh, Tom Holland isn't. So hmm. how good of a Nathan Drake can he be if he's not even wearing the clothes right? Well, maybe that's like something happens in the movie and he decides from then on, okay, I'm going to tuck call. in my shirt halfway. So it's like an origin story. Or maybe, maybe just the shot that was taken, he untucked it because he had to take a piss or something. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like maybe they they got him like right after he came out of the bathroom in that picture. Yeah, he, he, he walked like, hey, right hop, into the film. Hop in. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, hop in real quick. We got to take a picture for your promos. Mm -hmm. So he he was he like did. he was messing with the shirt like like Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Also, another big thing with the movie that doesn't really match up with the the games is. Sully in the games has a, a mustache, and I know it came out a long time ago that Mark Wahlberg would not be having a mustache for the movie. So how do you feel about that? Make or break? Oh, it's kind of a break. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't... I mean, I one thing I don't understand is there's things that I feel like directors just like don't do for no reason like why on earth wouldn't he just have a mustache like that's how the character is just do it mm -hmm. i mean if henry cavill could have a mustache when he wasn't supposed to then mark Wahlberg yeah. can have a mustache when he's supposed to yeah that's what i'm saying yeah oh okay once again rambling off topic did you see that for the Zack snyder justice league reshoot Dude, that jared Joker. leto's coming back <laughs> Oh my god. Dude. He wasn't I, even in the he wasn't even in the movie. I know. It dude, it's just they're a, just making a new movie. A mess. I feel like all the people that are working on like the like the DC extended universe movies are just trying to like contradict each other. Yeah. And like granted they're going yeah, they are. they're going into like this Justice League like reshoot, like re-release as like, this is what Zack Snyder wanted the movie to be, and that's what, like, people want to see. It's not really supposed to, like, contribute to anything in the future, but, mm -hmm. dude, it's just, I don't know. I just feel like they're trying, 
they're like contradicting each other like all these writers and directors and i don't know like i i really like shazam uh mm-hmm. i'm excited for the new suicide squad by james gunn um i'm sure i'll be surprised by the flash the concept of it sounds really interesting mm-hmm. um yeah but i don't know they're they're in a difficult spot right now for sure yeah, I think I think the biggest problem is is they they tried to rush into it too fast and like their main superhero. So like the ones that should be your staple if you're doing a DC universe, Superman and Batman, the movies were bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like how can it be better from here if your best superheroes movies are bad? Yeah. They cuz they they I feel like they and, rushed into it. And like Marvel it. Marvel killed it, you know? Not saying they had to do exactly what Marvel did. Cause that would draw like other mm-hmm. criticisms of like, Oh, they're just trying to copy them. But it's like, they did, yeah. they did the Superman movie and then they just jumped right in to like justice league. But them, I don't know. It's just, I just feel like there wasn't enough for them to like, kind of jump right into like Batman, especially. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I I do think they were trying to copy Marvel. Well, not I shouldn't say copy. They were trying to emulate what Marvel had kind of built up. That mm-hmm. took them twenty plus movies to do, and DC's like, hey, we're gonna do it with two movies, and they're both kind of bad. So <laughs> it, it just wasn't gonna work. Yeah. But I know most of that. And now I don't. On. I don't think this new uh, Batman movie is gonna be. Go ahead. Most of that, I feel like, falls on Warner Brothers, too. Like, they were just kind of, like, overstepping their boundaries and trying to really take control of what they thought the movie should have been just to make money. Yeah. But it's they're starting to make movies that aren't connected. Like, the new Batman movie, that's not going to be connected, is yeah. it? I, no, I don't think so. But that, and I'm then excited the for The Joker that. with the Joker Joaquin was good Phoenix. Too. Yeah. Yeah, it was good, but I'm the Batman. The I think it's called the Batman. So when I say that, can't make fun of me. The Batman looks sick. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited for oh, that. Yeah. I love Paul Dano. Yeah, I forgot he's uh, he's playing the Riddler, right? Yep. And then, um, I'm pretty sure they're gonna have like Catwoman. What's her name? Is too. it? Yeah, wait. I think her name's Chloe Kravitz. I want to say. Yeah. But that's for sure. Something I'm looking forward to, even though it got delayed. What were okay? The Uncharted movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I guess we could just talk about Uncharted in general. Do you think they're gonna make a new Uncharted game? Yes. Do you think Naughty Dog is gonna do it? Yes. You think Naughty Dog is gonna do it? Well, did Naughty Dog do the the Lost Legacy? Yeah. Then yeah. They, I, I think, think their original plan more. with the Lost Legacy. The Lost Legacy was supposed to be DLC, though. And they decided that they wanted to do more with it, and that's kind of how they made it into its own like $40 spinoff game. Mm-hmm. But they, they've come out... I I don't think they will, because they're the type of studio that when they're done with something, they're done with it. That's why we haven't seen a new Jack and Daxter, a new Crash Bandicoot... Or even a new Uncharted announcement or rumor from them since they've stopped. 
Mm-hmm. So who who does Crash now? Like who just did the new Crash? A- Activision owns it. Okay. But Activision isn't owned by Sony, right? No, so that came out on both, even though they used to be console exclusive. Oh, okay. My understanding, so I know Naughty Dog had come out and said, they didn't say we're not making another Uncharted game, if I remember correctly. They said we're not making another Uncharted game with Nathan Drake as the yeah. protagonist. Yeah, and that's kind of what I Because uh, they, they like... ended his story. I know, you didn't, yeah, I know you haven't played the Uncharted games, but um, they ended his story really well. It's just like a good ending point for them. Yeah, I feel like they would keep it going, but like start start with someone else. Yeah, I so I think a lot of people have been predicting that they're either going to keep it going with Chloe and Nadine, who were in Lost Legacy. I've also seen rumors about them doing it with Nathan Drake's daughter, which I think would be cool. What mm-hmm. I think they should do is do a Sully uh, game when he's younger and how he kind of got into it, because he's in the game, he's like Drake's mentor. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to like learn about his origin story and i'm the guy who sits here and says he hates prequels but i think that'd be interesting Mm -hmm. but i don't think they'll do it i think they'll they'll outsource it to some other studio not outsource it'll still be a first party game but like another studio will do it and naughty dog yeah uh, yeah naughty dog will either make a last of us part three or move on to a new ip Mm mm-hmm I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty likely too. I mean, if Naughty Dog says they're done, then they'll probably keep like do something new. Well, I, I'm about done rambling for today. How about you, Matt? <laughs> that's enough rambling for today, I'd say. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us on our second episode. We will be back again next week, and we're gonna try and do an episode every week and try and upload them on Tuesdays. So as of right now, that's our schedule. Um, but follow us on Twitter at Gamers Ramblin', and we'll post any updates there if there are any. So, uh... also, I yeah, I just want to add before we end this off, if you have any suggestions for topics or things we can improve on, other than my mic quality, that's at the, that's number one on the list. Um, add add us at uh, Gamers Ramblin' on Twitter, and we'll definitely try and do that. All right, goodbye.